0: An Empire Boxing and Unlearning Network production. Welcome back to the Empire Boxing Podcast. I am your host Jenna, and we have Leo, Leo, Leo in the building. We tried to line this up for quite a while, actually. You are a busy man; it's hard to lock you down.
1: It definitely is. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean,
0: he was. I think you were just on Global News or something not long ago.
1: Yeah, we just uh, well, we did the Jiu Jitsu uh, segment on Global. Um, yes. Yeah, that was on Sunday. So yes, you know, back right at it. Very cool. Media.
0: Well, I feel very special that I even made it onto the schedule. We feel Barely. special. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna speak on behalf of Jason, please, here as well. Um, today, we want to talk about all the things, and I have some fun questions and and things we'll go through. But I want to know because I actually don't know this part of your story. Uh, you were born in Italy. Whereabouts in Italy were you born? No,
1: I was actually born. I was born here. I was Whoa! Born-
0: so everlast website lied to me
1: oh i was okay. trying to
0: research you a little oh, bit. oh there we go wow it's okay. hard to
1: find info of me so
0: oh mysterious. mysterious okay mark. so you were born in canada did you live in italy
1: uh yeah no i so i was born here and then i was uh um and then i moved to italy for a bit my dad my dad basically left me in italy for a little bit and
0: uh like on purpose
1: yeah i think so okay.
0: <laughs> all right so um, all right son
1: yeah. <laughs> today
0: i'm gonna make a man out of you
1: not even that it was like all right i'm, I'm coming back and uh in a little bit, and you never came and back. Winked <laughs> and winked. No, uh, yeah, so I grew up a little bit there, and then I came back here just at a young age, and then I went to, came came back, and then I did, like, elementary school. I did my schooling, and then, you know, always going back and forth to Italy and stuff, just because I have a big family there. I was just going to ask,
0: so you have roots there then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, mom's,
1: uh, my mom's Filipino, my dad's Italian, so, you know, people like to call me the uh, Talapino. You know? <laughs>
0: and you just have that flash up on the screen. That's awesome. Um, okay, cool. And then, so did you like living in Italy? Like, were you bummed to come back to Canada? You wanted to stay there?
1: Um, well, at, the, at a young age, like, I mean, uh, for every little kid, you know, I was maybe like five or six. I mean, you need to be with your mom. You need to be with your parents. So, I mean, um, yeah, it was uh, a different lifestyle. Definitely. I, I went to, I had my schooling in a preschool in a, in a, I guess taught by nuns. There and yes. stuff. So, it was, you know, they used to do some stuff Holy there. That, yeah, that Perfect. that a uh, you know would would be frowned upon here. If you, right. Yeah, for sure. Like some, just some good old fashioned eh?
0: nun discipline. Oh yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I, the, I feel like
0: there's a nunchuck joke there or something. No.
1: <laughs> Let's not get in there. Let's not.
0: But. <laughs> um, I was just, I'm like, been all of 2022. I was like, don't get canceled, and I've made it this far. Um, now, what part of Italy?
1: Uh, it's down south, so by Puglia. Um, it's um, the region of Puglia um, So the city's name is Monopoly just cool. like the board game Monopoly
0: Wow, and do you speak Italian?
1: Yeah, I, I speak Italian um, Yeah, and You know, just over the years I've, you know Not only speak it, but learn how to like Write it as well Amazing, Yeah,
0: nice, and have you been back in the recent years?
1: I haven't been back since I was injured actually Which is like, I probably haven't been back since seven eight years which no. is like like i need to head back yeah i'm gonna head back there very soon so. it's been
0: really hard to travel the last couple of years anyways
1: yeah no for sure No,
0: did you start boxing in italy or was that when you came to canada
1: no i started my boxing in italy i started um uh in um yeah in my city monopoly and and I, my coach was uh pietro verdiani and he was uh he was um, a great boxer himself and his brother was tony verdiani and he um he actually was a military uh veteran and also uh, a very high class professional boxer back, back there. So I had um had a really good old fashioned style rocky coach <laughs> with like, you know, the size of the, the boxing gym was basically the size of this room. Like it was really wow. small. Yeah. Like really small and old school. Nice. Yeah. And
0: if you had a successful day, you know, in the gym, you'd like go for pastrami sandwiches or something out like
1: there. I don't think so, but not with him. All right, fine. <laughs> now,
0: this is very cool. Okay, so what was like? What was the boxing scene like in Italy? Like as a as a young kid, kind of up and coming into it, and and then did you start with the uh, competitive intentions, or was it kind of like checking it out, see what this is about?
1: So, um, before I even got into boxing, I was actually playing soccer in Italy for a little bit. I played with the city team. I had I played a bunch of practices with them, um, and then I was like, wow, like I thought I was good in here, but in Italy, I was, you know. In Italy, everyone was really good. It's like playing um, hockey, right? Right. Someone was coming to play hockey in Canada. Like, whoa,
0: different
1: level. Exactly, different level. And um, I came across that little gym. And, um, uh, yeah, I had, you know, it was really crazy how I, you know, just the timing of everything Mm. came together. And, um, you know, just growing up in a um, medical background, like my family's, you know, my doctors, dentists, and nurses and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, um, the last thing they wanted to see their kid is, (laughs) is going to get their, they're punched. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean like, at least you have the dentals like coverage, but like <laughs> what, yeah. What were their opinions on it at first?
1: Um, they didn't, they didn't, uh, agree with it. Mm-hmm. They didn't uh, at all actually. Uh, yeah. They, um,
0: so did you train in secret?
1: Oh, I definitely did. <laughs> when they uh, thought I was in school, I'd Rebel. be training. Yeah. I just could be skipping school and I'd be training in the gym. Um,
0: did they ever bust you?
1: Uh, they eventually they were like, you know, I needed to get papers signed so I could fight. So I was like, "All right, I need you to sign this piece of paper right. to my uncle." Just,
0: just don't read it. Just sign it.
1: Yeah, just sign. And don't it. Don't
0: tell my mom that you oh, signed it
1: <laughs> immediately. That was told, but yeah, I got a I got a phone call after saying, oh, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, like, are you sure you want to try this out? Like, yeah, you know, just because they've seen people, you know, who have um, you know, traumatic brain injuries and stuff like that." And uh, that's
0: all. That's all valid concerns, like for a parent.
1: Oh, one hundred percent. No, did
0: they attend your first fight? Were no. They, okay. My
1: first fight was actually the Italian Interregionals. Okay, And uh, that was a big uh, stepping stone for me. Um, just, you know, coming up as a kid, not having a lot of uh, self-esteem as well. Mm. Um, you know, and I won that whole tournament being my first fight. I had like four fights. And um, they call it the uh, Italian Interregionale Centro-Sud, which means uh, from the center of Italy down. That's when that's that included the, all those provinces, right? Yes. Kind of the middle of the boot. If you look at yeah. it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Very cool. Um. Yeah. So.
0: So your first, some like m- most people come on their first fight, and it's like in a you know like a h- hotel ballroom with like concrete floor, like in a in a high school gymnasium or something. And you had a, like a pretty prestigious tournament. It sounds like, and you had four matches in in a weekend was like your first step into the ring.
1: Oh yeah, no, for sure. And uh, they, uh, you know, from every part of the south and center, like I said, they. Those are some tough guys. Probably the, one of the, the some of the toughest matches I've ever had. Wow. Yeah.
0: And why do you think that is? Is it culturally? Is there a work ethic difference? Is it is it just a talent pool? What is that?
1: I think yeah, the population density mm. Italy has. I'm not too sure what the population, but it's a lot more than Canada for sure. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, they and every little every little city around and every province would have their own little boxing gym there. So, I mean, it was, easy to, it was easier to get fights there right. too, right? Yeah. Other than BC, you know, people were not getting fights here and yeah. there before, but now, you know, things have changed, obviously. Yeah. but um, A little yeah. bit, for sure. Yeah. In the right direction. A hundred percent.
0: Now, what was that like stepping back into your home gym after smashing everyone at the Interregionals?
1: Um, it was amazing because I was considered the first um, champion of my city, Interregional right. champion. And, you know, people used to, walk around and I would, you know, look different than the rest of people and they would they would call me a uh, little Bruce Lee. Yeah. So uh, tell
0: me there's a plaque on a wall somewhere with your name on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, there probably is. Yay. Um yeah, so it was uh, an amazing um it was an amazing like just uh experience just uh you know, for me and the growth that I've got I got from that and like the the, the boost, you know. Yeah, I was
0: just going to ask you you mentioned something, you know, about self-esteem, I think all young people search and fi- try to find themselves and, and feel unsure of themselves. And it's that kind of crucial developmental phase where you're kind of figuring out who you are in the world. How, d- how did that affect you for the, you know, for the better?
1: Um, yeah, it just gave me a boost of confidence, like you just said, and yeah. um, and also a sense of purpose and meaning as well. Mm. You know, that next fight, when's that next fight? We're working towards something. Mm-hmm. We're working towards something rather than, you know, like uh, being lost. And that's kind of what I needed.
0: Did um did boxing give you something different than soccer did in terms of that like competitive itch to continue?
1: Yeah, it it gave me um, you know, people think that boxing is such an individual sport, but the um, relationship between you and your coach is very important. It's Almost like um, you know, you guys are part of the family, mm-hmm. and you're not just entering that ring by yourself. I I believe the uh, if you have a really good coach, you're entering that ring with that coach, right? Mm, it takes you're, a lot of trust. You're believing, you're trusting the process, you, everything you worked hard um for, and. And everything like that. So um yeah, I was I developed such a deep relationship with my coach and you know, uh, you know, all the crazy stuff, the old all the old school kind of training. Yeah. It was t- training. Tough me. on you. Yeah, like with the uh long distance swimming in the ocean with nothing to grab on and right. like you know, running barefoot foot on like these, you know, sharp rocks here and there. It was very old school. I, yeah. Yeah,
0: if you can snatch the grasshopper from my hand basically yeah that's wicked i mean i was just gonna ask you i was like what kind of crazy memories do you have at that time like in terms of your training some of this old school stuff
1: um i uh i think the uh ocean swimming was really tough yeah. like uh just being in the middle of, of nowhere not being able to grab anything was and, there
0: like an element of fear that you had oh
1: 100 so yeah. percent, yeah just you I think could, that would
0: scare me more than getting in the ring and fighting someone.
1: Oh yeah. There's nothing to grab, right? And you look down and there's like you know, it's like twenty feet down there. Yeah. And you can look, it's beautiful water. You can look right under. Yeah. And see like the, the, the sand and um but the perfect training conditions. Right. Like like yeah, it was beautiful. The the it was really warm and, you know, you're able to just hop in the water and like after practice and stuff, get yeah. cool down, cool off. Um yeah. And some great guys too, some you know, um, Everyone was super supportive and stuff of me and, you know, built up my ego a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Call me mini Bruce Lee. uh.
0: Nice. I mean, that's, that's quite the compliment. Bruce is a legend. (laughs) So you're the former Italian Interregional champ and then you are the WCB Canadian amateur national lightweight champ as well. Yeah. Tell us about that journey.
1: Um, That was through Sports when, uh, at that time. And um, yeah, it was, you know, I don't know if you heard it was like five, you know, for the champ fights, it was like five rounds. You can, you know, there was gauze, everything. You can wrap your hands. Um, yeah, it was two minute rounds as well. No headgear. Um, I really loved it. Yeah, and honestly, I really liked the having no headgear and fighting more rounds. And what
0: did you like about it?
1: Um, I liked how it kind of prepared you for that pro kind of pro uh, aspect of the whole thing. So mm. um, I really liked it. I liked the atmosphere as well. We like to fight in a lot of casinos and stuff. And yeah. Um, yeah, and bigger crowds and stuff I, I found. Yeah, but.
0: Awesome. And did you, like, did that boost that you got from kind of your younger years and your experiences through training and those uh, and original tournaments and stuff, did that set you up to have a different level of confidence to go in and do something like that?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Like, at that point in time, you were like, what, no big deal, I got this.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I was, I, um yeah, definitely just kept on working on myself and working on my boxing and taking little things from different coaches, mm. Um, you know, you stop, you know, you got to keep learning. That's the whole whole game plan was keep learning and absorbing as much as I can, can from every, uh, you know, every style and watching lots of video as well mm-hmm. on people who I can mimic and, you know, take from as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's.
0: It's interesting. There's, there's some, like, sometimes there's this cultural sort of frown in boxing about like, not coach hopping, but like, you know, you show up and you train with someone else and you know, I was always of that school as well, where it's like, I want to just learn from as many people as possible. If you're in a camp, like you're sticking with your, your coach and your, you know, your gym and that kind of thing. But if you're not like, I say like spread the love, like there's a million people out there that have things that you can learn from, from all over the world if you have the opportunity to do so. But I know that sometimes culturally, there can be like a, you know, gym hopping, coach hopping, like sort of like frown. And I think that's just, I think you're missing out on opportunities if you're not doing that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, 100%. I know. hundred percent. I, Again, I came back here and then I went to, went around the gyms and I tried to find the best suitable gym for me and with a good atmosphere and good sparring partners. Uh, boxing wasn't as um, alive as it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a show happening every um, every uh, every weekend.
0: Yeah, it, it is encouraging to see, especially in the amateur and even in the MMA scene. It's like it's popping off between Mamba and. Uh, you know, BFL and then our promotion and all the amateur shows like there's something going on in the boxing community all the time, but I still find that, you know, Vancouver is not a boxing city.
1: No. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's starting to though. I, I, I hope so. so.
0: I hope so. If you're watching this <laughs> better, like boxing or, else. um, Yeah, no, I would, I would love to see the sort of, you know, even if it's like, you're not, you don't start off as a boxing fan. It's like, get out and do something in your community, get out and support, what's happening around you. Cause we always say there's nothing to do in Vancouver, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's like, are you attending the things that are happening or are you just kind of doing the classic Vancouver? Like I could be down, stop, (laughs) stop, just go, just go support. Right. Cause I mean, there's no shows and there's no fans and there's no athletes. There's no opportunities. And, um, you know, you know, as an athlete, like how important it is to have opportunities and you know, it's, it's a constant strive to, to make your own opportunities and to lean on your community. And I think that we need to build that in Vancouver more and more. Um. Awesome. Well, I love it. Now, talk to us about the birth of the like the West Coast Wheelchair adapt- Adaptive Adaptive Boxing Program you you set up. Tell us like how, how did that come to be?
1: So you know, after my injury, after having that spinal cord injury in 2017, um, you know, it was it was tough for me to even get back into boxing. That wasn't a, I don't think that was a choice to for me back then to even going back into the boxing gym, even show up there. I was uh, you know, I was I was I was scared. To get back in the ring and see you know what my fellow peers and stuff again you know like mm. you know leo was a champ before and you know kind of look at him now you know that's the kind of thoughts i would have um but if it wasn't for um you know getting back in there and just like i think my first time was like even going to a show and mm. seeing uh my buddy robert robert cousins you know? Cousins, and we, shout out rob shout out rob yeah we um i saw him and um you know the the things that you conjure in your mind, right? Mm. To, you know, the things that you say to yourself uh, that stop you, the excuses you make for yourself to, mm. to, to not rebound. Um, but I think it's just a process. And I slowly was able to get into the gym, which is um, where we uh, train the uh, adaptive boxers now at Rain City Boxer mm-hmm. uh, Boxing. Um, yeah, slowly making my way there and then putting on those gloves again and mm-hmm. then hitting some pads with uh, Maestro Sean. Uh, big shout out. Shout out. Um and um, uh, yeah, I uh slowly d- develop. We slowly developed to um relearn the uh, science of boxing and um adapt it the best way we can. Uh, integrating, you know, being able to stay on and balance and integrating the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a totally different ball game. Uh, if you take take a look at some of the video from uh you know last weekend, mm-hmm. which I will be posting soon, you can definitely see. You know, it's not a brawl. There's uh, mm-hmm. lots of um, technical and a- adaptation things that you you'd be like, "Wow, like this is a valid sport." These right. guys are actually trained. This is not some Granville Street fight. Right. Know? These guys are. Yeah. These guys are, you know, moving. You know, it takes wheelchair skills. It takes. Uh, yeah. You know, you got to learn southpaw and orthodox. Right. You know, and angles. so for those
0: who don't know, there was a showcase last weekend, um, and it was an adaptive boxing match. How many belts were there?
1: Just, um there was not that many belts there was i think only like 10 to 6 to 10 it was not that ma- many because um due to the uh it had like a little tournament in portland right. i think
0: yeah the team bc was out there yeah exactly in portland or something yeah
1: yeah thanksgiving too you know right of course
0: are. but that that's amazing so how many athletes kind of fall under that right now like that are kind of coming to you and learning from you oh, and so
1: many people that would are interested as well um that come from not only around this area but around BC as well and I've had um, multiple uh, organizations come out um, and just message me up and just you know want to uh, you know ask ask questions and stuff like that Um, But yeah we got big plans for the future um, and and how to how to again spread the word Mm -hmm. and and spread um, how to do this Mm -hmm. and yeah I I mean it's accessible yeah we just gotta make sure everyone kind of integrates and opens their doors to uh, adapt to folks like me.
0: And is there, is there a syllabus, so to speak, that you're kind of creating and formulating to help teach people to box and learn like how, how the wheelchair can work with them? Like, Is there, is there something that you're creating that you're yeah. packaging?
1: Yeah, so basically we're trying to, um, well, we will be basically um, trying to see who is open enough to be wanting to learn how to teach someone yeah. who has some kind of adaptive, you know, uh, need. And, um, that comes with, um, you know, learning how to use the wheelchair, wheelchair skills, and then implying the boxing factor and, you know, yeah. staying protected as well. Yeah. You know, defense is a big one. And because you've taken the mobility aspect of using your legs and your footwork, you know, that wheelchair needs to be used properly, mm-hmm. um, through angles. And, and such a
0: technique with that as well.
1: Yeah. And the head movement wow. and the me- me- mechanics, um, taking away the hip, you know, there's not much, we can't develop as much power as, as someone who does, you know, throws the hips, the core moves, mm-hmm. the snap of the punch comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it can be done. And uh, yeah, I've had, you know, after that event, I've had even the BC, some BC boxing judges come up to me and were pretty impressed. And even a lot of other coaches that were in the community that that uh, watched us were uh, were like, you know, like a gentleman came up to me and said, uh, you know, you made my night um thank you so much um yeah so it was awesome it was awesome seeing the um positive positive reinforcements yeah. um, to everything that we're doing there
0: well it's, it's it's cutting edge too in so many ways like it's just it's it's uncharted waters really you know like there's all these people that are probably coming to you going like i wrote off probably have, feeling like i had the ability to do this sport that are now having their minds blown and their eyes open to the possibility. And then to even have a stage in order to feel competitive in that sport is like, it's unreal. That's uncharted waters. You're doing something that no one's done.
1: Yeah. It's not a recognized sport. That's yes. what it's not a recognized sport yet. Um, I don't take the credit of, of creating a sport, you mm. know, uh, creating this sport. I think that, you know, a person's definitely, you know, like, you know, back in world war two or something like that. the veteran mm-hmm. veterans came back, They probably whipped on some gloves. were like, all right, let's go right. at it. But, yeah. Like, there must have been some kind of form, and I've, I've chatted to some people around the world, and um, the, there's some things going out there. Mm. But um, to have the wheelchair... I've seen, for example, some places in Europe where they have the wheelchair static, and that means the wheelchair is basically you know, sitting there, it's not locked moving. up yeah. with the other individual, and they're just trading punches,
0: okay,
1: which I don't believe that's boxing. Mm. Uh, maybe... To the individual, depending on their this severity of their uh, their injury right. or whatever their their adapted needs, but to me, isn't boxing moving and not getting mm. hit? Isn't isn't it the technique of movement and uh, you know the three ranges of boxing inside, outside, yeah. you know mid range as well? Yeah. So um, we just we want to get all these things these things together and and uh, really combine them um, to an equal. Equal point, and even having class, a classification system, which means that the individual will be paired with their other um, with, with, with um, a similar ability level. Mm-hmm. on the weekend, we had, two, uh, we had two amputees come go at oh. Well, I, I sparred two different guys. Mm-hmm. basically I did two rounds with um, my friend Max, and then mm-hmm. um, Jeffer as well. which mm-hmm. just two amputees, different, weight le- different weights. Unfortunately, there was no one to go with Jeffer because uh, he weighs a little bit more and, mm-hmm. and um, his ability level is different than mine. Coming from a spinal cord injury, not having to deal with stability issues right. and not falling over. So, I mean, regardless, I went with both of them, yeah. <laughs> which is uh, great. But um, just going back to the classification system and um, developing different uh, glove wear as well, right. which um, that's still a uh, process, we found one as well. So, um, and the right wheelchair, just right. like there's a basketball wheelchair, tennis wheelchair, sports chair. The mechanics uh,
0: have to be kind of specific. There
1: has to be there has to be um, a chair that we're working on that is um, you're able to initiate the inside right fighting as well, and not being able you know to to be too far out, but yeah, initiate it, yeah. initiate that combat.
0: That's wicked. No, it, it's cool. Like I want to talk about the the idea of this um, like the technical adaptations, even like I've had the pleasure of doing pads with you and I want to know how you developed that sort of technique, like being able cause like what I noticed was you would r- like move into a, like a, a range that was slightly to maybe too close and then time the roll back to, to catch the punch. Like it was amazing. And it was like high level pad work. So how long did it take you to develop that?
1: Um, yeah, it took a little bit. I have to... Like,
0: those are crispy pads. Yeah,
1: I know, for sure. They're I, crispy. <laughs> I had to make sure that, you know, I'm uh, you know I'm timing the individual as well, obviously. It just yeah. goes
0: to show how much of boxing, like, you know, the depth
1: of it, too, I think. The distancing, the timing. The, yeah. The, you know, they say timing beats speed, right? Yeah. So I got to make sure that timing is right. And, and
0: you're balancing two things.
1: Yeah, and while trying to stay on balance myself, because my core stability is not the best, but, um, yeah, kind of hide that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, uh, like the the pad work was amazing. I was I was super super blown away just by the, your Christmas and your timing, and just you being able to manage just like me connecting with me, my distance, your distance, and the ground wasn't even like even level, yeah, right. Was- so you're you're moving in and out. It was just like I, I was just like this is the coolest thing ever. And and then I want to sh- like shit on Instagram for a second because yo, that was like. You wanna talk about good content? That's great content. And like I'm, I'm watching people doing like dumb dances and stuff that's getting more views. Get a hold of yourself, world. Like, what is going on? Like that video should have gone viral. I think. That was some like that was some cool shit. And we were like in the graffiti, it was super urban. It was beautiful. I was like, I mean, come on, man. Instagram, killing me. <laughs> killing me. Um, but I'd love to do that again. That was that was super, super fun.
1: Definitely, we'll do that again.
0: And so I noticed today when I was um, I was digging. Uh, you've got a YouTube channel as well. Oh, um, is that just a collection of things over the years?
1: I think it's a collection of things over the years. My um, my brother was you helping like, me out. Do I? <laughs> my older brother <laughs> was helping me out. But yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm I need to get on your level on the uh, so on the social media game There's, and uh, the media.
0: Dude, it's ac- I'm accidentally good at it. I tell you, I don't <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, so like, what's what's next for you in terms of like your kind of personal brand? Like you're you're now on Team Everlast as well. Um, how's that year been for you? And what are you developing on in terms of like your digital self?
1: um really, just start keeping um I guess we just need to keep spreading the word of um you know the adaptive boxing and show that it's really out there by posting content and stuff like that, and you know, I keep getting uh these people you know from around the world mm-hmm. that are messaging me and asking me, oh, we wanna do that, you know and um I think. You know, talking to organizations like, um, you know, able-bodied boxing, you know, Canada boxing or BC boxing, which BC boxing has been incredibly supportive uh, to what I'm doing. Awesome. Um, so just getting in the politics of things and stuff yeah. and uh, integrating and showing them that, you know, what we've done like last weekend um, is is uh, possible. Yeah. And it'll open up an avenue. It'll, it'll, it'll support both um, funding too. Yeah, for, Absolutely for able body and, and uh, adaptive.
0: Absolutely. Now I noticed you, like I've seen you do some of your S&C. Um, I was kind of wondering, at what point did you go, yeah, you know what, I think I need to like, really train some S&C for my upper body. Like, I, was there a certain point in the, your journey that you were like, oh man, like, is there, like I saw you doing like double rope pull-ups in your chair and stuff like that, Like, gnarly. Like, at what point did you go, this might be useful for me?
1: Um. I think uh, just, yeah, making sure that I uh, develop all my skills. And, you know, this is a game of, you know, I have to do like 20 transfers a day, 20 to 30 transfers, which means like I have to like, you know, pull, push myself.
0: Like doing muscle ups, basically. Yeah, like or dips, muscle yeah, yeah, ups, yeah.
1: chin ups, everything that's like, um, you know, almost like calisthenic stuff. But you're able to lift your body weight, but also do it efficiently and activate the right muscles and the mechanics. Yeah. And not just relying, you know, just shoulders, you know, try to get that lat in there, save your shoulders, um, keeping your range of motion. It's um, for the things I do. Like I, I'm also on the Canadian cross-country skiing and, and uh, team as well. So mm-hmm. I'm doing multiple sports. Uh, I'm doing multiple things. And the wear and tear that my body has from all that stuff, I recovery is um is the most important thing for what me.
0: What strategies do you use?
1: For recovery? Yeah. Um, I think uh, like diet, uh, mm-hmm. Diet and and you know I do the sauna and stuff. Yeah. Like if you want to go today, maybe I um woke up had my had my breakfast. I usually have some bacon in there and and you know I have my liver. I know I, <laughs> yeah. I, I have my liver. Bacon
0: and liver together
1: bacon, last. Ba- bacon liver strategies. Yo- yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> get some, um make sure I get my a uh, lot of carbs just because I burn a lot. Yeah. Um, from all the volume I'm doing from skiing, um. And then um, yeah, I hit the sauna. I have the five times, five to seven times a week. Mm -hmm. I'm always in the sauna, Um, stretching. I'm getting into a little bit of yoga. I like to open up a little bit of yoga and just um, learn how to breathe better Mm -hmm. uh, from the lower lower half of breathing. So um, yeah, just stuff like that and um, just rest, sleep as well. Being consistent.
0: How how much do you sleep a night?
1: Probably like on average seven to eight hours, which is which is not. Yeah, yeah, not the eight best. Minimum maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to go 8 to 9, but Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: All you people like on 6 hours. Just wait. Oh. I'm telling you it's coming for you. Uh, yeah, sleep <laughs> is key. Sleep is key. Now, I know this is kind of a boxing podcast, but I want to talk about jujitsu. jitsu
1: <laughs> Okay, let's go.
0: Um, because as you know, big fan of jiu-jitsu. Um, I'm coming up to like my year birthday in the sport and Ooh. I'm obsessed with it. I never thought I'd love something as much as i love boxing Wanna, I like yeah hey like, they,
1: like s- they say boxing's a chess game um but jujitsu is goes a lot slower which allows you to think a little bit more thank
0: you and you can see uh. because someone's not trying to bludgeon your face <laughs> like you can you, there's there's this just like sort of removed sense of um like as much as there's adrenaline i don't find that there's as much adrenaline you know, because I can, I can, I can kind of extract and I can see what's happening. I can watch, I can watch the, the guard play. I can watch the regard. I can watch the grips. I can, I can kind of see what they're trying to do. Like I find it, you, you've got a different visibility than, than boxing yeah. in my opinion. Now, did you feel the same way when you, when you tried it for the first time where you like, well, shit.
1: Yeah, no, I, um, it was a little different for me, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just was because now I'm coming from an adaptive side and now I'm stepping into competing and, and. Ra- wrestling around rolling around with uh able-bodied people
0: yeah you just did your first comp yeah was it ava yeah amazing so that was what last weekend week two weeks in- two weekends ago yeah
1: two weekend uh yeah
0: two yeah ago, amazing and you podiumed
1: yeah it, well yeah it was good it was it was good i had to find um i had like i, I didn't have my weight class there mm-hmm. so they did bump me up a little bit more i mean twenty, twenty-five 25 pounds more they, they weighed 25 pounds more and then i uh I um It
0: matters by the way for those who haven't done And have on my like, legs as
1: well. <laughs> so um we had we developed strategies obviously for for that. Yeah. And um you know, some that worked out and you know, just you know, it's your first time in there. Yeah. You just want to experience it. But I think the hardest thing for me was really um even just coming in there and just rolling yeah. inside those doors and having people look at me with the gear on and being like, Oh, wait. This guy's yeah. rolling today? Yeah. <laughs> Who's he rolling against? But
0: what was that experience like? Like, you know, I think going back to something, what you said earlier was, um, these things you fabricate in your mind, like what was the reception actually like?
1: How did I feel?
0: How did people receive you? Oh,
1: I had like so many people come up to me and yeah. saying thank you. and Like then,
0: respect.
1: Yeah. I had a standing ovation after, even though after I lost, by um, it was submission only. Yeah. Um, Uh, The guy wasn't able to to, um, get me, but, you know, he was able to, I think, get out of, you know, at that Mm -hmm. last exchange, get out. So uh, he won that way. So I, um, you know, after that, like you said, you know, people are ecstatic, I guess, with the, uh, you know, sometimes I'm kind of blind to that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I just lost. Why are you guys standing up to me?
0: You're blowing people's (laughs) minds, though.
1: Yeah. And I've had people come up to me and being like, you know, sometimes I don't get out of bed and, you know, thank you so much for doing this. And I, um, yeah, I I was, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that I have had that superpower that I'm able to inspire people um, to get up and do something or try something new or, or take that leap as well.
0: I think, I think most people would say that there's nothing you can't do. You know, from what, what I've seen in the short time that I've known you, that I don't think there's anything you can't do. And I was curious if you found um, actually an advantage in sort of your upper body strength and your pulling abilities when it came to grips and, and holding on and, like, back – like, when you have someone's back. Like, how did – did you find that there were things that even surprised you about your own ability?
1: Um, yeah, I – not really. Honestly, yeah. what surprised me was um, – you know the other people's ability <laughs> not right. not till I'm like wow I don't have legs like this is what I would do against someone that doesn't but um Interesting. yeah no I, I'm I'm am a I'm an athlete um, yeah. I think I'm a high level athlete I know I'm a high level athlete I know I I know have I have that advantage and I have that mindset as well mm-hmm. I come in there with a game plan if it doesn't execute I if I don't execute it then I'm off to the next but yeah um
0: I think like mindset I mean everyone knows this like You know, I'm not going to say anything that hasn't been said and probably said better. Um, But, you know, you take, let's say you take two relatively equal, you know, skilled athletes, relatively same, you know, strength and ability, maybe weight, whatever. Who's going to win? The mindset. That's what's going to separate two very similar people. You've got two highly motivated athletes on the mats or in the ring or, you know, on the court, whatever it is. Mindset is what... I think kills a lot of people and and stops a lot of people from experiencing their, you know, like their actual actualized self in sport and not just sport, maybe their careers, their relationships, whatever is that mindset. So if you have that, as far as I'm concerned, you can do anything physically if you have the mental um, tenacity to even begin the journey.
1: You have to find that. And some people have it and some people don't. But everyone like don't have it to start off. But everyone can achieve that, that mindset, I didn't have that mindset in the beginning. I had to prove that to myself Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, challenging yourself, like, uh, you know, with the inspiration of the community and the help of the community after I was injured and doing things like the grouse grind and doing the grand fondo and a hand cycle and just all these other crazy things that people would, you know, be surprised that I've done. Um, yeah. Uh, it's proven to me and it's uh, forged me to who, uh, who I am today. And, um, you know, I just try to keep the, the bar a little bit higher and higher and keep pushing and keep proving people um, and what myself wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: was the hardest thing you've done so far that, like, did you have a moment doing something where you're in the middle of it going like, Leo? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you bit off one, you can shoot. Like, is it, what was the hardest moment you've had?
1: I think the uh, grouse grind was one of them.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking it's, it's rough. <laughs> the
1: best times grouse grind was definitely one of them the one that i was after my injury i i went down cypress mountain on my hand cycle Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you guys have seen a hand cycle my hand cycle goes pretty quick and i only have one break and uh i think at, (laughs) at that time i was like just an adrenaline junkie yeah and i hit like 85 90 and i noticed like even going down there i'm like oh my gosh like you're going pretty quick like there's no stopping so i think like I've taken away from every little thing that right. I've I've done. Well, everything, not little thing. After
0: that, were you like, don't do that again?
1: Um, were you like,
0: let's do that again?
1: No, I realized <laughs> that there's people out there that care for me, so right, I should have at least two breaks, not right. one. Yeah, pad fair. break. Fair, <laughs>
0: fair. What's the advantage of having the one break, or was that like a, just an oversight?
1: Oh, it's just that that thing is not meant to okay. do what I just did. That. Like, okay, yeah, not okay. Down that mountain, no, right? For sure,
0: right? You just sent it.
1: Yeah, I just sent it from. Okay. I would go in all the way up, and then. My friend was following me from behind, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you just hit like 85, 90-year passing yeah. cars yeah. going down Cyprus." And your
0: cheeks are plastered back on your.
1: face. Basically, like, and yeah. if it's one thing goes wrong, it's it. That's yeah. It. So. Yeah. Yeah. So let's not do that again. <laughs> yeah. Fair.
0: Okay, uh, this is some of my favorite stuff. Uh, favorite boxing movie? Go.
1: Oh, favorite Rocky. I mean, that's my. Right.
0: If any particular Rocky? Or just I like, like the, the Apollo. First? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, sweet. We got a Rocky fan. We've got actually quite a few. That I think that's like the unjudged favorite. I have some judged favorites. But yeah. Rocky's the most unjudged favorite.
1: Or um, million dollar bait. Um,
0: million dollar baby. Yeah.
1: Sorry. That's. I think that is. Wow. That is my favorite. I wow. Say. So
0: Rocky takes second place to million dollar. Baby. Yeah.
1: Million dollar baby. Just because. Um. Yeah. Have you watched it? I almost I have. cried at the end. Did you? I almost cried. I'm at the dead end.
0: inside, Leo. So. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I just find. I, I mean if you watch my podcast, like I just, I like hating on things and I just, I find them so cheese. Like I just can't get past the Swiss. Like I'm like, it's so cheesy, but of its era, like when it came out, I remember being like, this is dope. Like I'd never seen a, a female boxer mm-hmm. like portrayed on the main screen. So, and, and I think Jamie, Jamie Ward was saying when she was on the podcast, you know, I think that movie was pivotal, inspiring females um, to turn pro or even just put on the gloves for the first time. So I respect Million Dollar Baby, but it was great, cheese. Um favorite music to jam out to when you're in the gym?
1: Um, some kind of Latino music or oh. some kind of, I like to hear a little salsa. I like to dance. Boxing for me is the dance. Right. Uh, that's how I took my boxing, right? Um, Fantastic. I'd beat you on the feet and then and then I would capitalize on that. So um I love dancing.
0: Have you ever trained in some of the like the boxing gyms in LA?
1: I've went I've sparred in wildcard. Um, a lot, yeah. I met Freddie Roach, he set up some, he set up some sparring at, uh, wild card with Christian Avalos, um, Wells, um, uh, Oxnard, California as well. That's when all the, um, um, uh, that's when all the Russians and Ukraine and all the other Eastern Europeans were there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they had a lot of, a lot of amazing talent, a lot of amazing talent there at that and talk time. And Talking
0: about footwork too.
1: Yeah, Vasily Lomachenko trained there as well. My good friend Julian Bautista was there. Um, uh, U- Usyk came there a couple of times. Uh, nice. Kovalev was there a bit. Nice. Um, they had all those champions on that wall there. Uh, yeah. Maydana was there. Um, Robert Garcia was there. Um, and then they eventually sold the gym to, um, to their manager. Uh, I forgot Lomachenko's manager. Ah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah.
0: wicked experience. Oh,
1: it was it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. And, I mean, I've been to a lot of gyms there. I was gym hopping there. Mm-hmm. After, my high, after I graduated high school, I just, um, one of my sponsors was like, you know, you should go. And I was like, all mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Packed my things in my car, everything I needed. Yeah. And just drove down there. Drove south. Drove south, slept in my car if I needed to. And then yeah. just like hop gym to gym. Sick. I'm yeah. going to be
0: young. That's wicked. <laughs> That's just like hearing like, you know, like Latino music in gyms just reminds me of LA. You know, <laughs> like hearing it coming down the, the alley to like for in Trinity or Fortune or, yeah, in Wildcard. Actually, I don't even remember there being music in Wildcard. I think it was pretty just
1: like— it's just so loud. Things yeah, it's so
0: loud in there. Just the sound of uh, the bags being worked on and the ropes yeah. and the pads or whatever. Yeah, very, very loud.
1: The downstairs.
0: gym. The downstairs is a different vibe yeah, entirely. Nice and quiet. If you're lucky enough to yeah. get down there clearly. <laughs> uh, okay, next favorite segment, Matchmaker debut. So you get to pay uh, pick— a fantasy matchup from oh. the past, you get to take on the role of Mr. Eddie Hearn, if you will. Ooh. Who is it going to be? Boxers from the past.
1: Boxers from the past. Oh, my goodness.
0: Retired uh, or expired? I would have
1: liked to see Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather fight at their primes. Oh, that yeah. That would have been nice. Um, Retired at... <laughs> Yeah.
0: Retired and retired, not expired. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather? At their
1: primes. Yeah, and
0: who, who's the A-side? Who's B side
1: I just love Manny Pacquiao. He's one of my favorite boxers. I love Floyd Mayweather as well.
0: Filipino pride.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> F- F- yeah.
0: Okay, cool. And Now, uh, boxers from the present. Matchmaker um, debut. Go.
1: I want to see Lomachenko and Devin Haney go at it. Um, it would be nice. It would be nice.
0: Do go. you think that's still a possibility? Because Haney is going to do a rematch against Cambosos.
1: Yeah, I like to see that happen. I want to see that happen after. I think, um, I think that should happen. I think that boxing should give us that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, we're going to go rapid fire, and I'm going to get your prediction of the winner between all the upcoming fights. Mayor versus Baumgartner. Uh, Mayor. Haney versus Cambosos. Uh, Haney. Shields versus Marshall. Shields. Wilder versus Hellinus. Uh, Wilder. Paul versus Silva. Blech.
1: Uh,. uh I love Anderson Silva. I love him. The I'm going to go with Silva. Yeah. Uh,
0: Estrada versus Chocolatito.
1: I love Chocolatito. The oh, man.
0: <laughs> Charlo versus this segment. It's also called Jana Butchering Last Names. Suyui?
1: <laughs> Charlo. Charlo. I think <laughs> Thank
0: you. <laughs> Actually, I was really hoping you would have said the other one because then I would know how to pronounce it. T-S-Z-Y-U. Like, come on. What am I supposed to do with that? I don't know. I don't know. Huh? That was really good though. Nice rapid fire. I would. Mm. i like to buy a vowel, please. <laughs> Actually, no. This this has too many. I need some consonants over here. Hopefully, like when a T and an S and a Z are all together, like I'm like, oh. who
1: do you think's gonna wield, uh, win with shields?
0: Shields. I, I think. I think shields is gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I pretty much agree with all of your. Oh, Haney Cambosos. I skipped over that
1: one. No, no, no. I Did said I Haney. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Haney. Okay. And then he's gonna you... knock them out this time.
0: And you think Haney versus Lomachenko? Who's taking
1: that? Um, I'm going with Lomachenko just because I have a soft spot for Loma. Lomachenko. I spar Loma, and Loma is my my man. I like. Repeat
0: Loma. that. I just got but, shivers.
1: Oh no! I I Lomachenko. I, I spar Lomachenko, and I. Uh, Let's be I've always.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs>
1: but yeah, no, I have a crush on him. I love Loma.
0: I mean, who doesn't?
1: He's, he's uh he's he's not only just the, the he's master class boxer but he's a champion after um after I was injured he he's, he sent me a little gift as well so I really appreciate um his being him being who he is and yeah. what he does for the sport. Yeah,
0: he's beautiful sportsmanship. Yeah. He's totally an ambassador too to the sport for sure. That weight class he's, is uh, popping. It is. So if you had um Spence versus Lomachenko, who do you think would take it?
1: Um, I'm going Loma all Loma, the way. Loma, all the way. All the way. You had a t-shirt? Uh Loma, uh, no. You really need one. No, I don't have a t-shirt. Okay,
0: well, Lomachenko, if you're watching this. <laughs> get the man a shirt. Um, okay, wicked. Yeah, who do I mean, Paul versus Silva? Okay, so talk to me about your opinion on the celebrity matchups of the new wave of boxing. Question one, is it good for boxing? Question two,
1: is it dog shit? For the entertainment, I think it's good for boxing. I think it brings people, um, especially when his card has on the undercards of some upcoming up and coming pros. Mm-hmm. It allows a lot of more people to view these these un- up and coming guys. If they do like last card, remember they had some up and coming pro guys, right? Isn't
0: bad. I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, they did have some guys. Just
0: and- I, I, sorry, guys. Like, how do you feel about guys like that headlining? Like, because he headlined uh, on a Haney. Like, yeah I'm like, why
1: why not Take let a him, back him do his seat, thing. really? if people are gonna buy in and and get in, involved with in the sport of boxing, why not? okay yeah I, bad, yeah I don't think he's a bad I don't think he's like I don't think he's a like a terrible boxer. I think he I think he, he has improved. I'll yeah, give him that like yeah. it's
0: not it's not awful,
1: no, yeah, for sure but if he if he let's say if he wasn't if he wasn't uh Jake Paul and you just watched him and he did what he did, would you still feel the same?
0: You know, I think he's like he's like B-league Wilder. Like cuz you watch Wilder and you're like, "How are he is you, fighting well, uh, well, in, in the tough, heavyweight? Like I'm like, th- like how are you a champion?" Like I I've I've, n- I've I've never seen as
1: Wilder? Little
0: boxing is as- yeah.
1: Oh. He's
0: got he's got like two things that he does. One of them he leans on. He
1: has the w- gift of god. <laughs> That's what I call it. He has the power. He I- has the, the something that uh that he was born with is the, the the gift of God of the power the power. Has punch. it been
0: measured like he's, from he's, a scientific? Uh,
1: he throws that right hand like a like like a baseball. I I um
0: like a ninety five mile yeah. an hour fastball. Yeah, but, but as a boxer, I'm like heavyweight. We
1: talking about they're heavyweights. But
0: look at Tyson Fury. That's boxing.
1: That's beautiful boxing. Yeah. Absolutely,
0: and the guys the guy looks like a bar stool.
1: Yeah, he's a masterclass, Tyson <laughs> Fury. I I uh, yeah he's. yeah he's
0: he's unbelievable i mean watching watching tyson fury like you think you don't think you're watching a guy his size no move you know and his his defense his head movement like his um his ring management like his his distance management it's it's amazing who is your current favorite boxer apart from manny pacquiao and lomachenko um
1: oh i (laughs) can i say tyson fury Mm -hmm. yeah i think i love tyson fury i like what he stands for i like what he does uh, outside, not only inside, but outside of the ring as well.
0: Totally. He could have a singing career as well.
1: <laughs> He's really good. Multifaceted.
0: <laughs> Who would you fight if you could fight anyone right Ooh. now? In any weight class?
1: Any weight class?
0: Open, like an open wait, super wait. fight.
1: In a wheelchair or without the wheelchair?
0: Both. Let's do both. <laughs> Who do you think you could I'd, spank in a wheelchair? And then I without? think I
1: could spank anyone in a wheelchair. Oui, let's yeah. go, yeah.
0: yeah. Leo. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: Um, I think I could spank anyone in a wheelchair, but... Um, uh, hmm... In my weight class, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to even fight Tank if I would. i just like to see Sick. if I can. I you would know, buy that. My, uh, like the footwork, I looked at the type of fights he's had. Um, i like to fight, see him fight a more experienced and high, higher caliber guy.
0: Do you think, because Tank's been talking a big talk about, you know, burying Ryan Garcia. Oh. What do you think about that?
1: I mean, I, th- uh, I, don't I think know.
0: he's going to beat him.
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure. I don't have enough knowledge of uh, Ryan Garcia's uh, way he boxes. But, I mean... He's
0: got a savage left hook.
1: Yeah, he does, right? Um, uh, he's fast. Yeah, how old is... What is the the age difference? Oof, what, and the ten- weight?
0: Jason, 10 years? Less? I thought Ryan was younger. Well, he's like 24?
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow.
0: But, uh, I mean, experience-wise, they're more or less pretty... Are you, are you like my... Pulling up the facts right now. Yelling the facts off screen. I love this. I, Are you Jamie's? Uh, I'm like Jana Rogan. Gervonta
1: Davis is 27.
0: Wow. Okay. And Ryan Garcia, 24, 22?
1: Checking right now. He Fact is checkers. 24. 24. The thing is, like, he has that, like, Tank has that one hit too, right? You can never count him yeah. out of a, of a fight because he does have that power as and well. And uses
0: that gazelle punch. Like, he, you know, he can come forward with a lead hook yeah. and sit someone down.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I had to put money on it, maybe Tank. Yeah, I think so, yeah. too. I think so, too. Yeah, if I put money on it, for sure, Tank.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, he might be my current favorite oh, yeah. up-and-coming boxer. You think so, too, Matt? Matt likes Tank.
1: Yeah. Why big, do you like big, Tank? Big fan. I think Isn't he's one think? of the best branded boxers. Yeah. Right? Okay, okay. You know what I mean? From I as agree. far as, like, getting the next generation into boxing. Yeah. From music to who he's aligned himself with, everything.
0: How important do you think branding is for athletes these days, even in the amateurs?
1: Oh, it's so important. Your Instagram, your social media is your billboard. Mm-hmm. How many people you're able to, to uh, for all the up and coming guys out there, yeah, build your, you got to build your social media, get your name out there. You got to build it like, yeah, it's your billboard.
0: Absolutely. And I think that you You're know, gonna sell
1: that, uh, you know, you wanna sell tickets, you gotta get people interested in you. You're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And and sponsorships. Like it is your gateway to sponsorships. You know, it's it's like don't wait. You know, don't wait for people to give you things or find you like be out there in their faces, make, make yourself impossible to ignore and opportunities will start rolling in. Like Instagram is, is an amazing thing. I've, I've, I've been blown away by it over the years, you know, as, and like, I come from a place of like, I don't really care if you like my content. or not like, I'm not out there trying to make trending content. You know, I have fun with it, but I think, I think the authenticity speaks. And I think, yeah, I think young athletes need to be on their social media for sure too. And you're, you're seeing more of it. And, and yeah. it's exciting to watch people kind of take that seriously in terms of them being marketing themselves and, be, and branding themselves as, as, as uh, you know, athletes up and coming. So very cool. I love that. Um, Leo, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me again. I love what Empire is doing locally as well and bringing up these uh, great fighters. I um, will always... Support you guys as Yeah, well.
0: we hope to see you ringside again. November yeah, I'd 12th. love to.
1: I'm I'm going to definitely try my best to make it if I'm not competing for skiing, but...
0: Just do a cardboard cutout of yourself. <laughs> if you're going to miss it and we'll just stick I'm that sure. ringside. I'll, uh, I'll message
1: Jason. He'll, yeah. he'll get that set up. Maybe yeah, you can Photoshop or something like that.
0: Actually, that's a great idea. Like, let's just do a bunch of cardboard cutouts of like really of famous celebrities? people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. We'll do one in Leo if you can't make it. Ideally, we want you there in person. I, I
1: also would love to like, you know, maybe even one day, like, um, if we be come up with a uh, an opponent and stuff. Maybe even showcase hey. on a uh, empire yeah. uh, like on an empire show. Um, fly someone out here from. I know there, there's a couple guys in the states doing yeah. boxing, but um, fly someone out here and actually, you know, have a. I a, love it. A, yeah, legit fight. Yeah, I yeah. love the idea of doing
0: that. Turn yeah. pro and. You know, whatever. <laughs> That's how we go. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, just back back to your um, your cardboard cutout itself. Who would you like <laughs> to sit next to, Cardi B?
1: there's cardi b i'll sit next to you janna me oh yeah definitely you
0: want to roll you want to like run the show with me and just like run around and like yell at people the whole time i was running security at like halfway through the event leo's singing the anthem with me this year oh
1: i like that you can do it well you'll always have a seat oh
0: (laughs) I i love it oh naughty naughty leo um okay uh again we just like we I you know from from the bottom of my heart I speak on on behalf of the team like we just are so proud to have you in our corner um, and we're proud to be in your corner as well and everything you do for the community of boxing, um and the community of adaptive boxing and all the sports and just how you represent Canada as as just an incredible ambassador of of mindset I think that that's really what it what it comes down to it's not just you know your 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 prowess physically as an athlete and, and your, your, your past, present and future as an athlete, but what you represent and the mindset you have and how you inspire young athletes and current athletes and, and just human beings to just be their best selves. Like I I mean that from the bottom of our hearts, we just, we absolutely love you, Leo. So it was a pleasure to be able to chat with you on the podcast and sit down global news. We here.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much again for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, right. uh, you know, to all those people out there, you know, uh, you know, keep going, keep fighting, keep training, keep studying, keep doing whatever you need to do to uh, get to that level. Don't give up on yourself. You always have, you know, your that support from family and friends Surround yourself with uh, good people around you. And uh, yeah, just, just keep going. Don't give up.
0: I love it. Well, I see you on uh, November 19th. I think there's a BCJJF.
1: Um, I, I think I'll have to skip out. Oh. I'm going to Finland and I'm uh, skiing. Oh, I'm going to Finland and... <laughs> he's uh-huh. always doing something cool so that <laughs> makes you feel less cool no just kidding okay. <laughs> uh,
0: amazing um, well either way we're stoked to see what, what the rest of the year brings for you in 2023 and uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Empire Boxing Podcast that was another episode thanks for tuning in subscribe 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 for more make sure to listen follow and subscribe to Empire Boxing on
1: Apple Spotify and YouTube